Three, three, two, two, one. It's time for the show. Action. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present, of everyday people. And now, here's your host, the one and only Asher Asher Chua. So how, how you been, man? Catch me up. You're like, we met in 2020 and then 2020 happened and then now we're here. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Miami was really cool. Uh, we all met up there for the mastermind. Uh, definitely big ups to Nikki and their whole crew at Beast Mode. Man, I learned so much there and I'm trying to apply it. It's just hard to do every little thing. But right. at the same time, like I'm definitely making an effort. Through it, but I've been seeing a lot of good things, man. Uh, nice. I'm just, I'm just super happy for how everything has roll through because man I, I got some stories <laughs> <laughs> man i definitely want to hear them it's like so uh i know they they like dumped a whole lot on us but is there um, well, before I get there, let, let me ask the question to kind of, if it's the one question I have for the podcast, but then from there, we can kind of go anywhere. Um, who do you say you are? Uh, I am uh, Gershom Chinghem Kim. Uh, if you need more adjectives, definitely God's son first, you know, uh, son of an immigrant, uh, adapter, someone that can overcome anything, uh, prize, as well as the hard work, dedication, discipline. I used to be homeless. Uh, but I overcame and I was able to get my doctorate, uh, listening to Eric Thomas every morning. Uh, but other than that, like for me, I'm I'm a healer that mm-hmm. helps people return to the things they love to do or their purpose in life. Like a lot of times there's a lot of people that will get hurt from an injury or something out of the blue just happens. They can't live their purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm the dude that comes to help them be able to return to that so they can handle the physical activity and the demands that whatever their purpose is for requires them to do so that's kind of a brief synopsis of course (laughs) nitty gritty in there for sure are you are you using your your headphones or earpieces i was was wondering can you try it without it for a second i don't know if if the sound's coming in muffled or or maybe that's just me maybe it's my hair (laughs) but i figured we might as well troubleshoot on the spot that way it's like if if it goes too far along it's like oh man maybe i should have said something sooner Speaker, can you hear me better? Yeah, oh, that's much better. Okay, cool. <laughs> it must have been my hair. <laughs> <laughs> my hair's getting long now, man. <laughs> I see that. I was like, man, you you going with the uh, uh I'm not sure what the, pro- the appropriate reference is, or I'm pretty sure I'll come up with a name, and it's like, nope, completely wrong, wrong person, wrong heritage, wrong background, wrong everything. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to go with the, the Fabio, I can't believe it's not butter, mixed with Bruce Lee, maybe Jackie Chan from Shane. High noon when he had that long hair and the braids. With yeah, <laughs> maybe I try to go for something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about braiding it in the back, or maybe just doing like the one pigtail? Uh I have thought about it. I thought about getting it uh, corn rolled up mm-hmm. as well too. My short, my hair is kind of thin though, so it makes it a little bit difficult. But gotcha. I mean, and I'm I'm up to try anything, man. It's, I'm, there's some people here at the gym, man, who I'm super thankful uh, to be around. But mm-hmm. they'll, they'll corn roll their hairs up, you know. There's a Pakistani uh, mm-hmm. crew, but like yeah. they roll it up, and man, I'm not gonna lie, they they look really badass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, whatever works, whatever works. Yes, sir. (laughs) Awesome. 
But, oh, so one thing I was going to say, like you mentioned, we definitely met in Miami and went through like the the mastermind with Brand Prep, East Mode Digital, and really just seeing like the amount of information they provided and the content for how it's um, learning how to talk to an audience or really honing in on what, what your gifting is and understanding how do I use that to reach the people I'm trying to reach. Uh, what's what's something you learned from it? Because for me, when I was there, I was almost like, I'm just starting. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to, to do this podcast thing. I don't know if I have an audience yet. I don't know if it's my gifting yet, quote unquote, or talent. But I was like, it's something fun I found and I, I want to do it, do it well. And uh, hopefully it, it reaches some people. But that was my <laughs> thought at, at the time. But what, what was but your take? For me, man, I learned so much that weekend, not only with that with the the mastermind but also the one percenters uh club as well too and man for least most digital um definitely one of the big takeaways for me in my social media game is one be super authentic with who i am Mm -hmm. and share my message and but at the same time try to meet uh your uh viewers where they are right so bruce lee tells me oh Bruce Lee has this quote that says, mm-hmm. you know, you should you should be like water, right? So really right. the quote is empty your Love mind, that. be formless, shapeless, like water. If water's poured in a cup, it becomes a cup. If water's poured in a teapot, it becomes a teapot. If water is poured in a bottle, it becomes a bottle. Now water can flow or it can crash. So be water, my friend, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that quote, quote in itself like shows me that one, water will always be water no matter what. So you got to be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Two, when you are interacting with somebody else outside of who you are, you want to meet them where they are. If they're a bottle, if they're a teapot, if they're a cup, if they're a bowl, whatever it is, you want to be able to adapt with that without mm-hmm. losing who you are, essentially, right? right? And right. and in right. that in itself, that's the best way that we can connect because a lot of people, they don't care what you know until they know that you care, right? So, right. so that's the first thing is one, meeting them where they are. And then also for me, uh, the second takeaway was really, I got to be more organized. I got to mm. set up the schedule. That's not, that's not my superpower. You know, right, I'm a, right. a go, 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 go. And like, <laughs> let's get it done. And like, let me support as many people as I can. But um, so for me, I have to set up the calendar. I have to make sure I keep myself accountable. If I'm like, yo, I'm going to post on this day, I got to do it. You know, right. it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be pretty. Um, I mean, of course, when I look back, I was like, oh man, I wish I did this, 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 of course. But yeah. you know, they always say a mistake never turns into a failure if you learn from it. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to learn as much as I can. You know, I'll take my small victories, but there's a lot of lessons yeah. I'm learning too at the same time. So nice. um, those are the two big takeaways uh, that I took away from Beast Most Digital. Uh, but man, I mean, the content that was in that mastermind was super fire. Um, I mean, I was able to, you know, uh, shake ET's hand, mm-hmm. you know, first time, uh, which which was really, really life-changing for me, you know, because, you know, he was the guy that helped me get my doctorate, that helped mm. me get get out of homelessness and stop right. stealing from farmers because, I mean, I didn't have money, so I had to eat somehow in Michigan. So I would steal yeah. fruit, um, well, mainly corn, apple, grapes were my main three staples. Mm. And even just the bike ride of 14 miles one way, I would oh, have wow. ET in my here. And, and that was the thing that kept pushing me and pushing me. And then, of course, he helped me wake up 
up at four o'clock every day, no matter what, to start studying three hours before the smartest kid got up. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, so like just meeting him was just such an amazing experience and um, Mm -hmm. just just the vibe around him. I kind of always whenever whenever I shake his hand, I always think about uh, whenever Jesus is walking through the town and a sick lady just touched him and she was healed. Yeah, kind of. I get that kind of vibe, you know, <laughs> when I'm around E or when I give him uh, love or just, just speaking with him, you know, I nice. just feel at ease and um, I just feel like I'm more focused, you know, because I believe that ET is like, you know, a role model for the humankind. Like, I don't right. think there's anybody better than him and we should all strive to be like him because he's one solid guy, yeah, you know, like, he's just, just all around good guy. You know, he's not going to be caught up in anything bad. He's, he's super focused on the things that he really cares about. His priorities are stray with God, his family, mm. work, and the people he cares about. Like, I think that's uh, super dope. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you've been able to stay, stay connected with him and, and the group since... Uh, uh, that was January 2020. Yeah. Uh, what's What's even crazier? This is how this is how Corona pandemic shutdown started for me. Yeah. Next month in February, right, right after the Miami, maybe two to three weeks later. Yeah. Et had an event here in Houston mm. with with uh, my business partner Toby and the Wigway, which they're they're affiliated, right? Okay. And after the event, um, well, I'll say this: before the event started, the day before, mm-hmm. I actually personally met CJ and actually personally worked on his shoulder mm. at my clinic that I was at before. And nice. so, so he was like, Oh, come up to the event and I'll make sure you, you know, link up and whatever, whatever. Yeah. And I show up to the event. And I mean, the event was fire. Even if it was for kids, I learned so much, man. Right. You ain't the boss of me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not, everyone should have that book. Everyone should read it. Yeah. Um, all students should read it for sure. Yeah. You know, just so that if I had this book when I was in high school, middle school, mm. I would have avoided so many pitfalls and all the mistakes that I made when I was young or learning lessons that I made when I was younger. Yeah. Um, so always, man, I mean, I love all the stuff that he puts out. But anyways, like I was able to go to the back. CJ found me after the, the event, yeah. brought me to the back and I was able to sit next to E.T. and mm-hmm. eat jerk chicken next to him. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, I'm on cloud nine, man. Yeah. Like that's, that's like a dream come true to be eating right next to your, you know, one of, I mean, he was one of my, he still is one of my biggest men mentors that I have today. Like I I don't have like one-on-one relationship with him like that, Mm -hmm. but I mean, all his videos, um, all the messages, APOC ministry, all that stuff really helps me to be in line with what I need to do, what God wants me to do so that I can perform my 120, you know, uh, work ethic. So yeah, man, that's how my Corona right before Corona, that was that. And yeah. then, so I was on cloud nine. I was super happy. Um, I was able to work on Jamal King at their hotel and mm-hmm. CJ's wife. So I felt like I was on top of the world. Yeah. And two to three weeks later, I was planning to go to Singapore. I didn't have a vacation for like eight months. Like even mm-hmm. the Miami, that was a workation, right? I was right. Out learning as much as I could. I wasn't really hanging out, doing nothing by the right. beach. You know what I mean? So I was finally about to have a one month vacation to go to Singapore, mm-hmm. Bali, Vietnam, Thailand, maybe mm. Korea and Japan, and then come home. Right. This is March 17th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> March 19th, the whole world shuts down. <laughs> yeah. And 
Uh, so one, I went into the pandemic with losing my vacation, not having a, a vacation, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't know what to do. And then also, because the world shut down, I wasn't working, mm-hmm. right? And during that time, I noticed my energy was shifted weird. Like yeah. it wasn't normal. Uh, I was feeling kind of depressed, honestly, right? right. It had right. a present energy to it. And I was wondering what was going on. And I was um, that was probably one of the heaviest times I was. I, I was weighing right around 160 pounds right mm. right then. Okay. Yeah. So I was pretty heavy set with my food baby of eight months <laughs> ready to pop. <laughs> uh, but so when I realized that my energy was off, and this was maybe a month later, right? And it, I was kind of a dark time, to be honest. You know, not only did I not be able to go on this vacation I was planning, um, I couldn't work. So my my work hours of almost seven days a week, right. right, turned to three hours a week. Okay. So I was just like, something was up. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew that I wasn't normal. I wasn't feeling right. I wasn't feeling happy. Something was really off. And I was getting right. a lot of thoughts at that time. So I actually went back to my disc assessment. Mm. <laughs> And of course, you know, I'm a super high S, super Mm -hmm. supportive. And then I got my I and then I got my D and then my C is my lowest. Right. Right. So when I was reading through it, I I learned that the thing that was making my energy depressed is that I wasn't in line with who I am, which is a support. Right. I wasn't helping people like I normally help. And I literally Mm -hmm. lost 95% of the time that I'm helping somebody to, Mm -hmm. I can't work. I have to stay at home. I guess I'll just chill and do nothing. Right. Right. So of course my energy is not going to be right. And also during that time, I realized my sensory diet wasn't, wasn't where it should have been. I was eating the preservative cheeses, you know, all the bad fast food, mental fast food that's out yeah. there. And I wasn't eating uh, the good mental vegetables that I should be eating in my sensory diet. Right. So I had to end up cutting out what I was doing. And I really added APOC ministry, man, ET's mm. uh, ministry group. And man, ET knows how to, he knows how to put on a <laughs> sermon and he knows how to talk with God and his spirit and like, like, man, that that was probably one of the biggest things that really helped me get out of that funk. Yeah. Um, and so there was that. And then I also realized, you know, I got to find more opportunities, mm. right, to serve and help other people because I ain't doing that now. Right. So I became a Hokome therapist. And what's really crazy about that, uh, it, I was researching it. It is in line with what I'm doing. And anything that I learn about this therapy, I know it will help my ther- all my therapy sessions with my mm-hmm. patients and clients and help them to get to that next level. Because as a doctor, you know, a physical therapy, yeah. we don't just treat the physical component. We treat the mental, the, 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 the spiritual, the emotional, you know, mm-hmm. multidimensional approach, right? You can't take right. a one-dimensional approach to these multi-dimensional human beings. There's no way you're going to fix it, right? So once I started to do that and look for different opportunities, then I started to work out a little bit. Literally, I'll just wait until like Houston's hottest time of the day and Mm -hmm. wait for the heat advisories. I get a big gallon of water and I'll just go outside for two hours. (laughs) <laughs> use this uh, God-given natural sauna we have here in Houston <laughs> and sweat as much as I could, man. I lost right around 30 pounds, 30, 30 to 40 pounds there, oh, wow. which is really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, 
So that that really helped me survive uh, that beginning part of the pandemic. Yeah. And you know, as things started opening up, uh, I was going back to work more, and you know, getting my energy right again, and and things like that. Right. However, in November, uh, I ended up branching off from where I was working, which I thought mm. I was a partner, but turns out I wasn't. So mm. you know what? Um, it's crazy how God works because God literally got me out of that situation to build my own mm. with. A group of people that one will push me to become stronger, a yeah. better human being, uh, kinder, more transparent, more honest, just a well-rounded human being altogether. Right. So I found myself a really good group that I work in. So I created this company called Max Level RX or Rehab X. Mm -hmm. And we are inside of the Congo gym. Okay. And the, the Congo family, I'm super thankful for and grateful for yeah. because without them, I probably wouldn't be who I am right now. And I know this is the type of person that I need to be. Turns out my body figure now is actually <laughs> my real self. <laughs> Turns out that's what I should have been doing from way, way back. But yeah. they push me every day, you know, and we work out every day, uh, right around uh, four to 4.30 since the start time. And then we end at around six, you know, sometimes a little bit later. Hmm. Uh, but we do this right around five to six days a week. And I do an extra workout, uh, just to kind of, you know, whatever's not sore, but yeah. let's keep pushing it. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm a doctor, so like I kind of know, you know, what are the corrective stuff that I got to right. make sure to do to bulletproof my shoulders, my back, my yeah. hips, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So it's been really nice. And man, I feel super grateful to be in this environment where I'd show up, mm -hmm. and put in the work. And man, not only do I get stronger, I build teamwork um, as well as, you know, they push me to become a better human being and right for that, I'm super thankful uh, to be a part of this gym. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, with my business max level, I'm super grateful for how things have become because my first month, I didn't know what was going to happen. Are we going to have patients? You mm -hmm. know, it's not like I've been in Houston for that long. It's only really been three years. So it's not right. like my network is heavy. Gotcha. However, man, that first month uh, literally quadrupled what I thought I was going to make. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you just keep surprising me with these numbers. I'm just like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what's so crazy. And that's why I say God is so good. And as you try to, uh, when you try to become that good person and be in line with what God wants you to do and your purpose and use your gifts yeah. and you're with the right people around you, bro, man, God just gives you so much favor and so much blessings. And like, it's just, man, I, I don't know, man, like I could, I could almost cry because of how <laughs> crazy it is uh, because I honestly didn't expect it. I didn't see this happening like this and like mm -hmm. man we, we just uh we signed a contract with deandre hopkins the best yes. wide receiver in the league right now you know he works out with the congo guys here mm -hmm. and now i get to treat him i'm treating like the great owen daniels he won super bowl 50 with with the denver broncos he's also played here with nice. the Houston texans uh andre johnson one of the coolest realest uh, <laughs> deepest voice guys that I know, but man, he, he is an <laughs> awesome character as yeah. well as just a well-round, all-around good dude. 
And then also just the positive impact that I've been able to make in this community uh, here in Houston has been such a blessing, man. And I just feel so fulfilled. You know, I I have patients that are little babies (laughs) with tight necks. And, you know, we've been working on that and seeing the progression of that and their milestones, which is kind of my past history before I came back to sports and work, though, Mm. was I was working for six and a half years with kids, Mm. um, mainly with developmental milestones. Low income was really my specialty, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, where families, they don't got much. But hey, when I'm here, now you got one positive person in your life. (laughs) Give you as much positivity. And like, they may not even know what I'm saying, but man, whatever ET was telling me when I was on my come up, I'm telling these kids, you know, you are powerful beyond measure. Uh, The world is going to be yours. Uh, You know, God loves you, you know, saying things like that. And I know that I know some of these babies don't know, but hey, I can I I can feed that into their spirit. Mm -hmm. I know that one day, like, you know, it it will help them, you know, and maybe they can be that catalyst that takes their family tree to a whole different height um, or a whole different level that, you know, they can really, you know, experience God's love and, you know, being able to experience life to the fullest, you know, so like, that's yeah, awesome. man, super grateful for, for those type of opportunities. And then, uh, yeah, just working with all sorts of people as well, too. Uh, we also just got a machine that does, uh, that's like, uh, there's three machines, mm-hmm. uh, new machines. It's this deep radio frequency machine that activates your cells, uh, cells metabolism, mm-hmm. and it uses a specific waveform of 448 kilohertz. Mm-hmm. And man, this machine is crazy very expensive because it's from europe it's from barcelona Uh, in europe they all know about deep radio frequency therapy but it's super new here okay and this company made a really awesome device that works super well Uh, i haven't seen one machine that does as better as this with connective tissue issues Mm -hmm. tendonitis with joint capsule issues fascial issues um, it also activates your stem cells to divide faster, meaning you can heal faster and wow. also strengthens all those connective tissues. And I don't have to go invasive. I don't have to go. I don't have to inject anything. I don't have to stick a needle in your bone and suck out the stem cells. Yeah. Um, I, we've even seen, uh, I've even seen firsthand if someone gets a stem cell injection in an area and I mm-hmm. use this machine, yeah. they almost heal twice as fast wow. than normal. It's so it's, it's pretty bonkers how I never would have thought. <laughs> that I would have like these type of things uh, here. And yeah. like, you know, that machine, uh, there's only three machines in Houston and I own two. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, and it also does body sculpting. So I bought a machine not only for the rehab side, but mm-hmm. we can burn fat, uh, like belly fat, back fat, cellulite, double chin, like yeah. uh, what is it? Elbow or yeah. like the chicken wings. Yeah, the chicken wings <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. We can reduce fat uh, on the face. Uh, it's just a super awesome awesome device that like i said man like i never would have imagined uh, i would have access to this or Mm -hmm. have funds for this right uh, be able to make the impact i'm making and and so that's why like i'm i'm super happy that i've jumped into this clinic with these guys started my own thing uh toby nawigwe is my business partner nice how how did that happen i I was curious you mentioned it earlier i was like (laughs) for real (laughs) 
what's going on <laughs> yeah man uh man god is good man god is good but so while i was working with this chiropractor um i was working out of this gym called arm sports super okay. awesome gym shout out to those guys um but apparently toby in the wigway on his way up into his college career from high mm -hmm. school to college trying to get into the nfl pros right. that was the place that he was working out it used to be called uh republic athletica or something like that yeah they changed name right. but he shows up and what's crazy is i was a day one fan man i was yeah. I, the first time i ever heard him was from a tgim same, uh with Harry thomas yeah. uh, <laughs> and that's when he put him on and that was before get twisted sunday before content flow uh and there was a song that was all about like i'm, I'm grinding and then, like so i was like all on it i had that on repeat yeah and content flow came out and and i instantly became a fan i was a fan from then you know mm. uh, of course they're affiliated with et anything that et and his crew does i always love and try yeah. to show as much support as i can based off you know how much love and support they showed me from mm -hmm. the outside through their videos and just for them just hustling every day right right and right. so <laughs> I always, I knew he was from Houston. So when I was in Houston, I was like, oh man, that's pretty cool. One day on IG, I see him doing speed training at mm -hmm. that gym. Yeah. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. And my roommate at the time was like, bro, you're going to meet Toby Nowigwe at the gym. Yeah. And I was just like, I mean, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> that'd, that'd be cool and all. I don't even know what I would say. Straight up, middle of my day, I just finished the patient. I'm walking out the office door into the main gym. Toby's walking right across me, man. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and of course I had to show him mad love and, you know, his super inspirational saying super, super consistent, saying mm -hmm. discipline, yeah. being focused on your goals and what you want, what God wants you to do, making sure your crew is tight with your family tight. Yeah. And really, you know, even if you are not passionate about it, if it is your gift and that's what God's purpose is for you, mm -hmm. you got to do it. And like, so I was telling him that and he showed mad. I love right off the rim and from that day i was treating him and mm. man i must have treated him a whole bunch of times for free because yeah. you know i love his music and i want to you know i see him pushing his car in life and yeah. his purpose so i want to make sure that he can keep pushing his car so mm. for me you know i never charged him whatsoever and we we're treating i was treating him for like man a few years <laughs> now that yeah. i think about it and, <laughs> and he always showed me mad love and you know i have nothing but respect for him and his whole family and his crew and based off what they're doing and uh, nothing but love nothing yeah. but love if i can help out in the littlest way based off my skills set and what i do best right. shoot I'll, I'll gladly do whatever i can and I, now i've treated his mom his sister you know his, nice. his uh, fat's best friend and like even his best friend you know so like nice. it's cool how i've been able to help all these people within his circle right. to make sure that he's doing what he's designed to do and what god wants him to and like so again i feel super blessed but because i was working like that mm -hmm. you know i mean that's not an average thing most average pts after the first two times with a celebrity i'm like all right man you gotta pay <laughs> right right <laughs> you know i'm not gonna lie he, he missed an appointment once and he sent me a hundred bucks i i almost sent it back because i didn't know what to do <laughs> right <laughs> it, just, it just felt weird but uh i know toby i know, I know he would have felt weird about it so i ended up just not not saying it and not doing anything i just i just took it as a gift and yeah. uh, actually helped me out 
during that time. You know, I was going through financial struggles, but um, it actually helped me out at that moment. So I'm nice. super thankful for that hundred bucks that he sent me. Uh, but after all that time, um, in November uh, or October is when I quit um, this uh, chiropractic clinic that I was I thought I was a partner with. But um, once I quit, mm -hmm. I had no idea what I was gonna do. I and and it's kind of gut wrenching yeah. at that moment. I was just like, no plans. I ain't got no money. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's gonna happen. So that uncertainty, right? Human beings are afraid of the uncertainty. So like, right, right. Uh, I was freaking out a little. And Toby used to say during our therapy sessions, mm -hmm. Gersh, if you ever start your own thing, yeah. just let me know and I'll make sure that you're good and we can take it off the ground and, and send it flying. Mm -hmm. And like, whatever the startup needs, just tell me and I'll, I'll, I'll make sure it's all covered. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, you know, people say things like that, right? I don't, it might be <laughs> no, I don't know. Like people say a lot, right? But yeah, I already know one Toby doesn't just just doesn't just talk and just say things. He actually right. does, right? So when I quit, um, for some reason, I thought about that. I actually told Toby I quit and that, you know, I'm kind of thinking about doing something different and all that kind of stuff. And mm. uh, Toby literally says, write out what you need. Give me the, the top five things you need right now mm -hmm. before your business starts. And so I wrote out, you know, all the things that I need, you know, mm -hmm. from, from student loans, rent, being able to eat, transportation. <laughs> My man writes me a few G check and just hands it over to me to make sure that I'm good <laughs> right off the bat. And wow. I was just like, wow, God is so crazy good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would have never have thought he would just give me a check like that right off. Right. The and now, you know, he's an actual business partner and he put mm -hmm. in some bigger money as well, too, so that we can, you know, fund the business and have it rocking. And, right. and it's and it's so crazy, too, because not only can it's rocking, he made sure that I had the majority of it because wow. most I mean, I've been talking with a lot of people before, you know, uh, we fully went. I went full deep into my own business here mm -hmm. and a lot of rappers they want and other celebrities, they yeah. wanted 70 percent mm -hmm. things like that that for their cut right toby gave me that cut <laughs> wow. which is crazy you right. know what i mean and so that's how i knew like not only is toby one of the realest dudes here in houston mm -hmm. one of the kindest just one of the dopest dopest human beings that yeah. i've ever met and i'm glad that he's part of my corner uh he's my brother mm -hmm. uh from another mother uh he's uh yeah man he's just a good round dude that i'm just super happy that i was able to meet him create yeah. this relationship with him and now i'm a business partner with him as well too i think he's gonna help help me try to do some boxing as well too here so he'll be my trainer as well <laughs> nice that's amazing i saw i saw you hidden hidden uh one of the the bags I, I don't know what that one's called but i was okay get get it do your thing yeah the aqua bag the, that, that's, that's called aqua bag. that's here at the gym here at the congo gym okay. and you know on sundays like i said sunday's my off day my one i don't work out workout day right but i kind of work out the things that we didn't work out day yeah <laughs> but I've been recently thinking, you know what? Like, I need to set my game up. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to be like Bruce Lee. <laughs> I love Bruce Lee's philosophy. Yeah. I need to put them into action right. and start putting in the work so that I can do the things Bruce Lee does so right. that I can maximize my life. And not only that, too, like, if I don't pay my dues, mm -hmm. physical dues here in the gym, yeah. then how can I get my business to the next level? How can I get my life to the next level? How can I take my relationships to that next level? Is right. kind of where my mind 
mind was at. So like now I, I got to do it. Hmm. <laughs> you know? That's so. awesome. <laughs> and what's, what's amazing about that is like, like you said, um, just the exposure to um, Eric Thomas and what that did for you. I know for me, I, I first heard ET through YouTube, obviously, like a lot of us have. And I remember talking with the guest last year or maybe the year before. And he's like, man, you kind of sounding like an ET disciple. And initially I, I took offense to it, but it's like, we played it, we played it through well through the podcast. And I guess listening back to it this year and doing short clips, trying to um, promote the podcast, promote the guests to just be like, okay, here's um, this guest that I talked to. Here's this person, because the whole purpose of what I was seeking to do was really highlight everyday people, because it's like, like yourself, if you wouldn't have stepped out on faith and kind of embrace what was in front of you, embrace, um, kind of get out of the homelessness and kind of dedicate yourself towards getting your your doctorate. And I mean, that's that's next level because it's like my younger brother right now, he's studying to become a physical therapist. And initially I was like, yeah, that, that sounds great because we both played sports in high school and like you get the soreness, you get the fatigue, the injury and things like that. And like the physical therapist is always that person that almost becomes like your best friend, almost like a massage therapist. That's just like, Oh my yeah. God, you just helped me so much to like, you healed my body. You helped me just get, get out of that ache or that pain. You give me some exercises to do after the fact. But I guess like you, similarly, he's looking into going into like the doctorate program. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. I'm curious because I was like, is he doing it because someone's putting the pressure on him? Or like he's, he's whenever he says he's going to do something, he does it. So I'm, I'm kind of curious what made you not only get like leave. I mean, obviously you want to not be homeless because you're in a situation that you're not necessarily enjoying. But I know like the value of listening to ET and not to like put it on somebody else. But like, what is it that made you not only get out of that situation, but what encouraged you and really pushed you to say, I'm going to go get my doctorates in physical therapy? Man, uh, what's time you got? (laughs) (laughs) Take all the time you need. (laughs) Man, one. So when I was in high school, uh, I really I had a tough time debating on what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Mm. You know, I, I originally thought, you know, I love video games and things like that and the concept of gamification and things like that. So I thought, you know what, maybe I'll create video games. Mm. So I started learning Visual Basic, C++ and all that kind of stuff. Hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Realized I, I need to deal with human beings. I can't deal with the computer screen. There right. was one program that took me two months to figure out that a colon needed to be a semicolon. And this was before the programs actually told you where the errors were. Oh, so we yeah. had to print it out and highlight literally code for cold line right. for line and figure it out. And after that, that whole ex- uh, experience, I wanted to get rid of it. So as a Korean, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, your parents always want you to become a doctor, right? So right. I was like, oh, <laughs> you know what, maybe, maybe I'll be a good Korean and then uh, become a surgeon, mm-hmm. right? I started observing and going through surgery observations at a local hospital, mm-hmm. man, human carpentry is not for me, man. <laughs> it, me it's one, one, I, uh, I realized that they have a very uh, minimal time with the patient. That's the first thing I didn't really like with them. It's like, Hey, what's up? Okay, cool. All right, peace. See you later. And then yeah. do the surgery. Hey, how are you feeling? Cool. All right, later. Bah, next patient. Right? right. I didn't like that, that whole environment there. But after one of the surgeries, I I saw a physical therapist walking 
the patient after a, a low back surgery, mm. you know, had a disc herniation. They took the disc out using a discectomy and a laminectomy, which is opening the back area where the spine mm. uh, nerves kind of come out to create more space. So it's not going to pinch. Right. And, you know, it takes a little while for your walking to come back uh, mm. right off the rip, depending on the amount of damage and all that stuff. But one of the ladies, um, she, she had an issue where she couldn't really talk as well too. Mm -hmm. So she would use this board and point to the things she needed, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I decided to, you know, shadow the PT at that point, And I shadowed them for right around two, three weeks. Okay. And man, I was able to see a patient that couldn't even sit up, be able to stand and be able to run, go up steps, go down steps independently. That right off the bat was just like, wow, you can do that. And I can have the power to help people do that. That's an amazing thing. Right. So <laughs> I thought that was really cool. And then me and the lady, you know, because I spent so much time with her through mm -hmm. our therapy session which is yeah. 30 minutes to an hour, usually 45 to an hour is usually the billing units. But um, yeah. during that time, you know, I'm talking, you know, and we're like, you know, making jokes visually because she can't mm. really talk and like she can chuckle, but you know, but we developed a really good relationship mm. at the end where she was about to get discharged from the hospital because she was pretty much independent with everything and she was ready to go back home. Mm -hmm. She was lying in bed and she told me to like, come close. And I like walk up, she's like, no, closer, closer. So I like come really close like mm. this. And she like mutters with the most of her voice that she could do. She says, thank you. And like that thank you was just like, that just hit hit here. Wow. Where it's just like, wow, I just I just helped this lady not only just recover from a, a serious, painful injury or traumatic event, mm. but now not only can she take on the world itself, like I was able to help her build that confidence to be able to come back to life and overcome anything. She can, if you can overcome a back and neck surgery, you mm. can overcome anything. Right. You know what I mean? So, and physically as well, too, you know, just to see her jump, seeing her do, you know, balance stuff like was amazing, wow. you know, and, and and because of that fulfilling moment, I was like, you know what, I need to be a PT. Mm -hmm. This seems like in line with what I do, because the thing that I love the most uh, about people mm -hmm. is their stories. You know, what I mean, like for me, like, like even heaven, heaven is like the ultimate like festival party, right? Yeah. And we're gonna have, there's going to be tons of concerts, music, you know, stages everywhere it's gonna be tons of events like you know i want to ride on a lion through space and play pool with the stars and moons i want to go into a cell and mess with the mrna and see if we can create something really cool you know what i mean out of the cell but the biggest thing that shows like who's the most badass up there yeah. is who has the most stories of overcoming because god loved them, right mm, right and so like that's the thing that really excites me uh, about physical therapies that i can have that time i can connect connect with that person and develop a relationship mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm a forever therapist. That's what I call myself. You met there. You're my patient once you're always, I'll always be your therapist, whatever you need. I'm always there. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And that's because of the relationship that we developed. And because of that, like, man, I just love being a physical therapist. And then like, if I get bored, I can always switch my physical therapy field <laughs> too, which is really nice. Like I literally was working and working on my pediatric specialization. Mm -hmm. All right. Which is a, a whole different set. Uh, but um, that in itself, like I, I, I was ready to take the test. Right. I, I ended up exiting out of the pediatric realm and going into the orthopedic sports side again, which was my original plan right. back in college. 
right? Nice. And so because I, I switched over, I mean, now I'm working with these high-level athletes that are NFL, NBA. I was a team doctor for an ultra cyclist. He did race across the West, which is a 960-mile race on a bicycle. Jeez. And he was a solo. He did it by himself. And he started from Durango, Colorado. Oh, no, no, sorry. He started from uh, Oceanside, California and mm -hmm. ended in Durango, Colorado in four and a half days. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is mind-blowing this yeah. man he's also 62 years old at the time yeah <laughs> and he's also completed race across america which is called ram mm -hmm. and that's like 1600 miles in a Jeez. in a seven to ten day race and that starts literally same place oceanside california mm -hmm. but ends on the other side of the country either in south carolina or maryland <laughs> mm. wow. and he's completed it four times in all four of the different divisions, there's a solo, so it's like you by yourself. Mm -hmm. There's a two man, there's a four man, and there's an eight man. He's completed all of those four. He's completed it four times out of the six times he's attempted. So mm -hmm. he's only failed twice, and he failed uh, the race across the West, which we did um, yeah. uh, before I joined on the team. I mean, the year that I came, we finished it all the way. Uh, I thought I had to call it twice. I thought mm -hmm. we had to, had to like call it quits, but yeah. so you you participated some, in that race? Yeah, I mean, I didn't race. I was a team doctor, so. Oh. I Oh, okay, okay. I had to make sure, you know, blood sugar is good, making sure yeah. he's eating, making sure he's hydrated, making sure any type of uh, muscle issues. I mean, human body is not designed to do ultra stuff, marathon, right. bicycling, whatever it is. Like our bodies are not meant for our right. mindset, however, can do that. <laughs> right. It's like <laughs> we just we just keep tempting it. Like, oh, come on, you can just one more, just one more. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I mean, he literally had the David, David Goggins men mindset, man. Yeah. I mean, he could have been peeing blood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which, Whenever I, mean, I hear that story, I'm, I'm just was. like, jeez. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he still finished it, which is yeah. such an amazing thing. And um, yeah, man, it was such an amazing adventure. Um, like I came to Houston not knowing what I was going to do, you know, mm. and I finally found like one and home and then two, uh, the right environment for me to grow. And mm. then also the right people around me now that helped me to become a better human being, push me to become next level yeah. and just to be a more impact, positive impact to the world around me and mm. to those that come to me. So super grateful awesome. <laughs> that I could do all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, so t tell me, how'd you, how'd you wind up in Houston? You said you were in Michigan before, right? Um, no, I was actually, so I went to my university in Michigan okay, at a gotcha. small university called Andrews University. It's on the okay. Southwest side of the lower peninsula of Michigan, really mm -hmm. close to the Indiana border by Notre Dame, like 30 minutes away from Notre Dame campus. Gotcha. Uh, that's where I went to my undergrad and grad school there in my doctoral class. Okay. Uh, but my family, I mean, I was, I'm border, border, coast to coast. So I'm all over the place. I was born in Minnesota, lived there for three years, then moved to LA for four years, moved to New York, lived there for nine years. Mm -hmm. My parents have been in Dallas for the past, uh, since we moved from New York. Gotcha. However, once uh, I was in seventh grade, then hit high school, then I went to Michigan for my university. And then my internships were all over the country as well, too. Gotcha. So I've awesome. been to almost all the states except for Hawaii is the last one I haven't been to. Wow. <laughs> so, so you've made it to Alaska. Yeah. My uncle lived in Alaska for a while. So we went to go visit him and 
I still remember we had to take a small plane mm-hmm. and then a snowmobile ride to the town <laughs> that he was at. Man, that was so crazy. And wow. you're a little kid. And then we also went there when it was 24 hour light cycles. So Ooh. it was really weird. We're like falling asleep. It's like afternoon. <laughs> and like, yeah. You know, so it was just really crazy. I mean, I don't remember all of it. I just remember those little things. And, and then we yeah. went on a cruise out there and I remember seeing a whale. And then I met a kid that had a Game Boy. And was, <laughs> we, played, we played tons of Tetris. I just remember that. So like yeah. nothing really crazy. But um, I would love to go back up there and heli snowboard. You know, mm. I'm a big snowboarder um, because uh, I'm an adaptive. I'm certified as an adaptive snowboard instructor for kids mm. with disabilities and wounded warriors or amputees okay. so that's one of my big passions that i found while i was in michigan actually right mm. trying to find you know at that time in college i was trying to figure out what makes me happy as a human being right and the thing that i found that brought me the most joy was service of course it makes sense that i'm a high s you know right I mean? right <laughs> that makes a huge sense so you and me you know, both i was i was yeah i was volunteering at soup kitchens i was volunteering every Every Sabbath at a kid's church. And this kid's church was in an area called Benton Harbor. It's mm-hmm. pretty hood, let's just yeah. say. That's kind of where uh, the areas that were gentrified, they, that's where they pushed all the rest of the people that were mm. poor. All right. So it was it was really bad, really bad. And so, you know, the kids in itself, you know, they need love too. You know, right. I mean, they right. don't get that at home. So, uh, or a different version of it, I would say. And, or, or at least a role model or an example uh, mm. just to be influenced around that. And then I, I found adaptive snow uh, instru- instruction. I was skiing at the time. There's a yeah. company called Solo that I found called Special Outdoor Leisure Opportunities and they mm-hmm. provide opportunities to kids with okay. disabilities uh, being able to alpine ski at mm-hmm. a local ski spot and then okay. uh, cross-country ski. So Saturday and Sunday is kind of their thing that they go out and kind of help the kids and provide these opportunities for the kids and then in the summertime they fundraise so that the kids don't pay for nothing right. and, and they get to ski and ride for free right and my first person (laughs) that i ever taught (laughs) he was six seven (laughs) (laughs) he was uh mentally challenged Mm -hmm. right um it was hard for him to follow directions high energy as well too Mm -hmm. um the usually the way the proper way that we can hold and direct the skis they put a ski bra which is like this thing that you put on the tip of the ski in the front and Mm -hmm. keeps the tips together so they be either french fry or close is, but it doesn't allow it to crisscross and all that stuff or mm. come apart. Okay. And then you hook up these straps. Yeah. He was so big, we couldn't use that. <laughs> so me and one of my friends at the time, my friend is 5'5", five five, I'm 5'4", five so we're mm. very little, right? Or fun size or travel friend, we call it. <laughs> and, and we were holding his hands yeah. and he's just French, uh, he's he's straight up French fry the whole time. And yeah. both of me and my friend are pizza trying to slow him down. He's just yelling, explode. Explosion! <laughs> I'm just thinking in my head, no explosion. <laughs> it was so crazy. However, when I looked at his face, man, ear to ear smile, yeah, ear to ear smile. And for kids that don't get that type of opportunity to be able to go skiing, because usually those type of kids, oh no, no, that's too dangerous. Right. They can't do that. Um, that was really uh, tough for me, and that's why I love to provide those type of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, to these kids that were told no, you know right. what I mean? Or usually normally wouldn't never have these type of opportunities. And that's why I ended up going into pediatric physical therapy for six and a half years after gotcha. I graduated. Right. Uh, one, to make a positive impact to the Medicare or low-income families in Dallas. Mm-hmm. 
And then two, um, my mentor told me this well, where he said, if you want a lion to become a real lion, you don't lock mm -hmm. that lion up in a zoo all its life. You got to mm -hmm. let it roam free, experience what it means to be a real tiger. Right. And that way it can become a real tiger, right? Right. right. And, and that really hit me. And that really made me want to like pursue uh, as an adaptive snowboard instructor for kids mm -hmm. and also to help kids in my local area right. uh, physical therapy uh, developmental milestones and help them catch up I thought man I was I was having uh, autistic kids catch up and go way past their developmental milestones that mm. I don't know man sometimes they got too strong <laughs> we had to bring in a cognitive behavioral therapist because they were too strong but you know what do you mean by job, too strong like um, they well, uh, let me give you an example like I had an autistic kid he could mm -hmm. barely sit up okay. and hold a balance in sitting mm -hmm. I got onto the point he was skipping on one leg he was doing hopscotch he was doing 360s on the While trampoline skiing. and all that kind of stuff however mm -hmm. he was so strong um, uh, he had a lot of behavioral issues if he didn't get his oh, way gotcha. and he started punching holes into walls uh, and started breaking things when gotcha. he was you know frazzled in which autistic right. kids you know if too much sensory input mm -hmm. or socially things they don't get then like, mm -hmm. freak out and frazz out and can have these negative like behavioral issues right so, right <laughs> yeah makes man sense. makes you got sense too strong, so gotcha we had to bring in the cognitive therapist but you know for me like you know my joy is that he can now do those things mm -hmm. and all the people that was like oh your kid's never going to be able to catch up he's never going to live yeah. a normal life he has that chance now right and i know personally multi-million dollar autistic people mm -hmm. in dallas mm -hmm. um he, uh, this one kid he i'm not gonna say his name but like uh he he loves football ever since he was a little kid yeah. right and he knows everything about football every mm -hmm. single player every single year right right what positions they play their stats mm. he's so good with the stats it's yeah. it's kind of it's crazy how yeah. good he is with the stats people now pay him money to help have him predict who's gonna win in wow. a game multi-millionaire autistic guy mm -hmm. super independent you yeah. know he bought his his mom a house <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. He's an autistic kid. He was told, his parents said, his doctors literally told him that he would never amount to anything. Yeah. You know, and, and that type of statements I hate because I had a teacher tell me that mm. <laughs> when right. I was in, in sixth grade. And I really believed that. And one, teachers should never say that. If you're right. with children, you should never give them that type of sensory input. That is a horrible right. thing and can damage somebody. Right. Yeah. And so um, I'm very anti that. But it was really because of ET that that helped me get out of that. He told right. me literally that ADHD is not a disease; it's a superpower given right. by God, man. Right. And like, that really changed my life. So, uh, if I can do the same thing and change other people's life, like ET has changed my life, yeah, well, that's what I'm gonna try to focus on and try to help as many people as possible, man. <laughs> that's amazing because I mean, to your point, it's like there's so many. Um, I forget who I was who I was speaking with, but just watching Rochelle Rochelle T parks and it's like i met her through breathe university which was oh, yeah. started and founded by et and just her big thing is that these words like the words that we speak they're so powerful and it's it's so many it's so scary but it's it's so important to know that in the position that you're in now and especially when you're in like an influential role you're in a teaching role you're able to impart not only in, in adults now but especially with children it's like the things you say to people have an effect and it's like it'll have a long-term effect where if you're not careful about your words people will take that and it just they'll run with it it'll either go in the bad direction or 
or in a in a good direction where they'll just be defined and say, well, yeah, you you keep your limitations to yourself. Like that's not that's not my story. That's not my life. So um, and then even on top of that, taking yeah. one step further, your negative self talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's I mean? a whole nother thing. That's like, a whole different ball game. But like, there's power in words, man. You yeah. Know what I mean, and like, you can't be talking negative about yourself. Uh, otherwise, your subconscious will hear it right. and it'll actually do that. <laughs> you know what True. I mean? So so you have to be super careful with words and like even the words that when I'm with like my patients, I try to keep it super positive. Yep. You know, I, I don't try to bring them down. Even if they bring themselves down, yeah. I'll have to kind of self-correct it, utilizing right. some tactics and, and just kind of helping them realize or at least say some more positive things so they end in that positive note so right. that we can cancel that negative self-talk out. And that's like super important, you know, yeah. even like people for, for physical therapy. Mm-hmm. What's crazy is sometimes it's not a physical pain. It's mm. you saying that you're always in pain that causes right. your back pain. Yep. You know what I mean? So like you have to be careful of your words and words are so powerful. And like, I mean, God says it right. There's power in the tongue, right? Yep. So like you have to be super careful. And not only that, to take it one step further, you got to make sure you say the things you want, mm. like by writing it, by saying it, by manifesting it, thinking it until mm-hmm. it becomes a reality, you know? Right. And like E.T. was the one that really showed me that like, yo, I got to write stuff down. I got to speak the things that I want. Otherwise, I mean, you know, <laughs> I used to be a person that uh, was used to always say, oh, I just go with the flow, man. <laughs> right? yeah. But then my mentor said, oh, only dead fish go with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh man, flow no more. <laughs> right. you know, I have to make sure that I focus because where I'm trying to go, success and where God wants me to go, that's upstream. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I got to put in the work and, you know, also like Jim Rohn, one of my other mentors, he'd always yeah. say, you know, you got to tend to your garden because weeds can grow with zero effort. Mm. It takes a lot of work to grow a beautiful mental garden. Yeah. And so because of that, you know, I have to, you know, when I wake up, I write three things I'm super grateful for. I at least tell God three things I'm super grateful for yeah. then and, and thankful for then three things that I am looking forward to overcome mm. in that day right the three yeah. obstacles that I, I need I want to really focus the breakthrough and then mm. three people that I want to send positive energy to and that's how I start my day and then of awesome. course you know I'll meditate I'll pray I'll talk with God I'll listen and then I'll go straight I'll take my pre-workout and go straight to my workout you <laughs> nice. know what I mean and, and that workout and then I'll come home and eat and then start my day and get get to work you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that that's awesome because it's it's funny. I learned how to do that similar thing with a tool um, one of my coworkers gave me back in 2017, and it, it's called the Panda Planner. And it's like it has you do that the three three practices of gratitude, right? Three things you're grateful for, three things you're excited about. And the person that made it, I hope to connect with him this summer and see if we could maybe partner up or do something because. Yeah. Um, it was so inspiring to me that the way he did it was that he had Lyme's disease. So he had memory issues. He couldn't remember what he was doing um, hour to hour, minute to minute. So he basically created the system to make it, here's what I'm going to do on a daily basis. Here's what I'm going to do on a weekly basis. Here's what I'm going to do on a monthly basis. And putting in like those small wins throughout and the repetition where it's like what you write at the start of the month bleeds throughout the day, throughout the week, and also having 
a reflection at the end of the day and look yep. at what your wins were, what you're going to improve on. And then you bring that into the end of the week where you review your entire week and you say like, here are five big wins. And then here's what I'm going to do this next week. And then when you go to the month, you're like, okay, here are three goals that I want. And here are three di three distractions I'm going to, here are three distractions I'm going to avoid. And that was big for me because there's like, okay, it's one thing to set a goal, but it's another thing to identify what might be a hindrance towards that goal. And just in doing that and looking back since 2017, that's like four years now. And like I started and then stopped at some point because I was doing it religiously. But what got me to start even back this year after taking periods of breaks over and over was that I joined one of the Facebook groups that they had and they talked about someone just set like a reminder and like a picture of their planner and they just said, I had to remember to use it for myself or make it work for me. Like I, there are the guidelines and there are the instructions in there that teach you how to use it to be effective. But it's like you have to make it work for you. So it's like if you don't want it to seem like every single hour of your day is just like, OK, I've got to do this and I got to do this. It's like, OK, then don't do that. Just fill it in as you need to. So what I try to do daily is that I focus on writing down the three points of gratitude and I may write down a few things that I need to get done like in the task list. But then at the end of the day, if I get to it or if I don't, I'll try to write out within the time bullets that it gives me or maybe I can scratch through it and write in my own thing and just be like, okay, I did this, I did that, I did this. That way it's like when I have like a coaching session or a counseling session, I can just be like, oh yeah, let me just check my planner. I've actually got it over here to my left and I can just be like, hey, this is what I've got. So for today, obviously I had like our interview in there and like what what we'd be doing. I was like, okay, got to make sure that I've got this at three. I met up with a buddy of mine earlier today at 10 and we were talking we go way back since high school and he came out with like a new jazz album. And I was nice. like, man, that thing was sweet because I've never heard a jazz album start out with an 808 track on it. I was like, ooh, <laughs> did, I, did, I get cool. the, did I get the right one? But it's like, yeah, it's like it definitely, it definitely not only spoke to the work that he, he did, but just him being able to elaborate on it earlier is just talking about um, the griminess and kind of like what part of 2020 was and kind of coming out of that and really, um, really embracing the gratitude, embracing the joy and overcoming. Yeah, man, I agree 100%. And, it, you know, it's good to utilize the tools that are around us in order for us to stay on track. I mean, I'm yeah. the same way. My my C on the disc assessment is so low that like, if I don't write it, I'm going to forget about it. Right. So like, you know, I have a prayer journal i have a gratitude journal you know mm -hmm. and, and and so like i if i don't use those and as well as doing the motions of of you know thanking god you know i'm focusing my energy and giving my energy to people mm -hmm. then my, my day ends so low <laughs> <laughs> yeah versus if i did i start so i end so high and i'm like pumped up you know at the end of the day ready for right that. so it's good that you're doing that man like it's thank you super helpful you know what i mean especially to stay on top of our goals and things like that, especially as a business owner, you know, for yeah. me, if I don't write it down, it's I not going to get done. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and I'm just like super focused on what I need to do. So like, you know, it can get lost and I don't want to, you know, lose things in translation. So True. that's why like, it's, it's super important for, you know,
know, me to write it down. And I'm happy to see you write it down. too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's funny for me, I, I'm like, when I took the disc assessment on different occasions, I've scored higher on the uh, S. And one thing that I've learned about the disc using it the proper way versus how other people might interpret it is that it's a snapshot of you in that moment. That moment. And whether whether one you're huh? it's in that one moment, you're right. Right, right. Exactly right. And it's like, whenever you take it, it's like, just because that's what it shows, you have to understand like another part of it that I was able to take, which deals with the why and the what, because it's like, if you think about the disc, it's like this beach volleyball that's kind of floating on the water and you're like, oh, wow, that's a nice, pretty shiny thing. It's talking about how you behave and what your preferences and tendencies are. But it's like, you have to understand that there's something else anchoring that down. And if somebody similar to like we were talking about with teachers labeling autistic kids or labeling people to say, oh, you're never going to amount to something. It's like, that's pretty harsh. It's like, who, what audacity do you think you have to tell me what I'm going to be or what I'm not going to be? Like, you're not God. You're like, you didn't create me or like something of that sort. But like, although I was, I said all that to say, although I score high in that regard, some people, they say like they're savants, they're geniuses, they're this, they're that. For me, I understand that I have to write things down because otherwise I'll forget it. Like, and otherwise, if I don't forget it, it may just be bothering me all day because it's just spinning in my head. And I think maybe where my friend got this to introduce it to me was through Tim Ferriss, who is like one of the early adopters of podcasts where he talked about trapping your monkey mind, where it's like you have all these ideas just running through your head. And sometimes if you just jot them down on a piece of paper, you just do like a word vomit, like everything you're thinking, misspelled, wrong, indifferent, whatever, just spilling all those things out on a sheet of paper. It helps to kind of trap whatever you have in your head in a 2D space to where you have a chance to really um, put that there and then forget about it to where if you need to revisit it and if it was that important, you come back to it and you read it like you would read a book and just be like, oh, okay, this is just some garbage. Like, I don't need that. Like, and then that way it's like, you no longer have to continue carrying it with you throughout your entire day. And it's not draining you mentally. It's not pulling any like emotional baggage or anything like that with you. Oh yeah. And, and to be honest, before I took the disc assessment, I thought I was like a super high I mm-hmm. or I, and like a mixed D. Yeah. But the moment I learned that I was a high S and I focused my energy to now uh, not be seen, yeah. but to help others, yeah. man, my life has been blowing up. <laughs> Makes a world of difference. <laughs> world of difference. You know, I mean, that's why I'm so thankful for, you know, the flight assessment that ET and all them using the disc assessment. Um, I'm glad they use it because I would have mm-hmm. never used it if they did it. You know, I yeah. mean, that's one of the things that really helped me be able to be 120, you know, yeah. and what's even doper is that like my disc assessment, like, you know, my adaptive, my natural, mm-hmm. my, my, my adaptive is high S mm. or high I yeah. um, and then high D as well too. Mm. So like when I was talking to Mufasa, literally told me that like I need to learn how to turn on each personality type right. when needed. Right. Know how to activate it when I need it, when I'm with certain people in order right. to meet them where they are. Right. And because I was, I've been learning how to do that, mm-hmm. but my relationships have been getting better and better and better and better, you know, in all fronts, you know. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, so even with my family, <laughs> 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 like my like my dad's a high D. He's yeah. super authoritarian and like you know he, he's kind of like that. I'm not like that. <laughs> right, right. But <laughs> at least I mean? now you know. Whenever you're talking to dad, it's like, hey, it's about business. Bah, like bah, we're bah. getting this Get done. Results. Right. Yeah. Get it done. Results. You know, short, quick. Bah. You yeah. know, for me, I got to tell him the backstory why it ended. It's like, no, yeah. no, no, no. He don't want any of right. that. Right. He's, <laughs> he's like, do you get it done yeah. or not? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to hear yeah. no stories. I don't want to hear yeah. no problems, no complaints. Like, do you have a solution? And right. And I, think- and I know. Yeah. And I also know that the way that my dad speaks in that D language, and most Korean parents, they mm-hmm. they their way of showing love is to tell you about the negative things (laughs) that you're doing. (laughs) A lot of immigrant families are like that. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of immigrants because I know Tobe, you're Korean, Tobe's Nigerian, Nigerian, I'm Cameroonian. And it's like- His mom's the same way. Mom's a beast. Yeah. Yeah, You should see her with scam callers. So funny. (laughs) So funny. But yeah, my my dad, I mean, me and my dad used to get into it because I never understood why he would talk so negative to Brian. Mm. But with the disc assessment, I was able to learn, yo, he's just showing me that he just loves me. But, you know, and he's also telling me things that most friends, right, friends, quote, quote, will never say to you, you know, the real things. That's like, sometimes you just need to get slapped in the face. Yeah. (laughs) And your friends come here for a minute. (laughs) Let me talk to you real quick. All right. So I'm super grateful for the disc assessment. And all those things that those guys have done. And, but yeah, man, uh, it really helped me learn who I am Mm -hmm. and also how to use these four personality types so that I I can interact most effectively Mm -hmm. with other people in different personality groups and like super thankful for that, you know? (laughs) That's awesome. The, uh, what do you call it? Oh, well, I'd be I'd be kind of kicking myself if I didn't ask you this. And I'm sure you've already answered it. But what would you say is something you gained from 2020? Uh, biggest thing I would probably say, man, I gained so much this year. Um, it's just it's just crazy how you have to get rid of the old stuff in order to be able to receive the new stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, even if your cup has a little bit of the old stuff, it's tainted when you put the new stuff and you have to like pour all of it out. Mm-hmm. And so for me, uh, the biggest thing that I gained was getting rid of my old self to become my new self and being in line with what God wants me to do mm-hmm. with my purpose to be able to use my gift and having the the team around right. us like not only the people I work with at the gym at the Congo gym mm-hmm. but you know uh, outside of work you know my personal friends that I mm-hmm. have around uh, around me at all times uh, my four wives I call them these four girls that I live with <laughs> um, most supportive group of friends Friends, mm-hmm. uh, most loving, caring, thoughtful, considerate human beings I've ever met in my life. And, you know, um, I'll always support them no matter what. <laughs> they mm-hmm. call me Big Daddy in public. It's <laughs> super funny to see their reactions around everywhere. But, like, you know, like I only have nothing but love. They're all my sisters. You know, yeah. I, I call them my wives, but they're really my sisters, really. Um, gotcha. And I'll do anything for them. And so the things that I did gain, um, not only that stuff, but also finding my really that said that energy depression really kind of messed me up so being able to one revert back to the disc assessment and being able to find myself things that make me happy Mm. man right now i'm the strongest i've ever been the happiest i've ever been most fulfilled i've ever been most grateful than i've ever been you know what i mean and i and this is just the beginning it's only three and a half months in of like my workout and all that kind of stuff yeah Uh, but yeah man 2020 really showed me that like one, I gotta, um, I gotta,
got to be in line with what God wants because God won't bless you until you start doing things that he wants to bless you for. You know, mm. if you're not building favor, favor by being a good human being and helping his people or the people around us yeah. right, or that come into our lives, then he'll, he can't, right. <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not going to give a gift to a kid that's acting bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, sure. that, that don't make no sense. So like, why would God do that? You know what I mean? Like, so for me, it's really the clarity as mm. well as being more in line with what I got to do right. in order to take my life up uh, through what God wants me to do um, mm. is probably the biggest thing that I've been able to gain as myself. And then, of course, you know, uh, I gained Max Level Rx, which nice. is my physical therapy rehab company, you know, helping people, athletes, anyone be able to reach their physical max level performance mm -hmm. and stay there and even go beyond that, you know, right. for these, you know what I mean? So those are probably the biggest things that I gained uh, this past year, but it wasn't an easy journey. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? Like going outside every day, uh, two hours in heat advisory weather here in Houston, which is like 10, you know, sometimes it's 95 to 105 mm -hmm. is a range heat wise yeah. temperature. And the humidity is always above 85. Ugh. Always. You know Ugh. what I mean? So, I mean, yeah. we got this natural God given sauna, so I'm cool, but yeah. it's tough. You know? Right, right. <laughs> but I mean, right now I weigh 125. Wow. <laughs> I was 160 last March, man. <laughs> and now I'm starting to gain weight. Bruce mm -hmm. Lee was 135 pounds. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to go there right yeah. there. Right. And so, um, yeah, man, I'm working away, chipping away. Even this week, I deadlifted 315 and I weigh wow. again 25. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could never do this four months ago. Mm -hmm. And then today I'm, I'm, I'm benching 135, 145. That's amazing. You know? yeah. that, and that's crazy to me because I was again, never able to do this, but consistency, discipline, being in line with what God wants you to do, aiming to be a, a good, good human being yeah. to those around you and just to yourself, making sure you maintain a relationship with god the world and yourself yeah man the world literally you can manifest anything like a mustard seed man all you got to do is believe right so yeah. yeah man that's probably the biggest things i gained this this year man <laughs> that's awesome it's like it's i guess it really speaks to now with you saying that it makes it clearer in my head when i hear be a be a good steward like be yeah. be faithful with what you've been given and what's funny it's it's just that it doesn't like you don't really know something until you're able to practice it and i'm very grateful for you and to you for being not only someone that's like in the doctorate profession but actually practicing the things that you teach and that you're able to do for other people you're applying to yourself because like you've probably heard this and you've probably seen this where it's like it's very disheartening or sometimes it's concerning to see like your doctor is not healthy or not in the best of ways and they're sitting here telling you oh yeah you got to do this you got to do that and they're kind of looking at you one way or another and i'm sitting there thinking to myself like hmm, i don't know if i trust you necessarily because like i'm sure you went to school you you learned the information but your outer appearance doesn't match your inner but of course i i know now and i guess i'm getting better about not judging people on the first appearance and things like that because it's like I don't know what they could have going on or not going on so it's like hey just oh, yeah. take everything with a grain of salt but I, I applaud you for applying yourself fully in what you study and what you practice and what you apply yeah man I appreciate that man and, and what's what I'm super thankful about my knowledge too is that like I'm working out crazy with these guys almost seven days a week right man. I know what to do to fix myself <laughs> <laughs> right whenever you said that I'm like 
like, hey, more power to you. Right now I'm doing one day and maybe running one day. And it's like, that's oh, that works yeah. plenty for me because it's like I'm understanding my pacing and what I need to do to where it's like, okay, in this period, in this season of time, like do these things and maintain like the basics. And even like recording, it was... I remember when I started out, I almost recorded like 40 episodes or 40 sessions within like the first five or six months. And it was just like, ooh, like a lot. That's a lot. But like now fast forwarding to 2020, I'm like, okay, well, I think it makes sense to just do it one day, do it Saturdays. And then if I can do one to two, hey, that works because you still have a, a backlog of content you can put out. But more importantly, it's like I'm taking care of myself and hopefully taking care of the people to give them my full attention, like give you my full attention while we're yeah. here and really um, do my best to highlight you and just be like, hey, like go check out Dr. Kim. He's the guy. <laughs> Anybody in Houston, man, uh, max level RX inside a Congo gym. Man. That's, that's, that's kind of where I'm repping, but nice. man, I appreciate those words, man. Uh, that's, that's definitely for sure. Uh, it's, and God is good is really all I can say. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, be before we sign off, let the people know how they can find you either. Like you just said offline, but online to, to get in touch with you. For sure. Online, um, for the gym that I'm at, it's called the Congo way at Congo, the Congo way. K-H-A-N-G-O-W-A-Way, like Y, way, mm -hmm. uh, is the gym I'm in. This is literally the best trainers inside of the best gym uh, with the best energy here in Houston, hands down by far, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's the gym. My company, my physical therapy rehab company is at Max Level RX, okay? So M-A-X-L-E-V-E-L-R-X. Uh, you can find me there. Um, I just started a actual physical therapy <laughs> IG for me and that's uh, at pt.ninja mm. okay that'll be the next pt ninja and yeah man find me at those spots and we'll be able to you know help people really do what they do uh, at the best of their ability and man even for your brother too man let me know if you need some you know uh information about physical therapy i'm a big advocate for pt man so for like sure. any students or any people that are inquiring i mean we we recently try to hook up uh kids that are trying to get into pt school with observational hours and let mm -hmm. them see what we do so that they can learn our style as well too you know nice. i'm very um i'm also a cash pt so it's a little bit different than the insurance space right mm. because the insurance space pts they're only limited to do the things that insurance will cover mm. okay they will never do anything outside of the box which is so crazy <laughs> even though you know that's not gonna help right but it keeps them there so you can get paid you know in a capitalistic healthcare system it's a little bit tough right yeah. um if they really cared we'd look at preventative stuff really but right. i mean that's a whole different soapbox but you know for me being a cash pt i can focus on providing different things that non-traditional therapists mm -hmm. do not cannot do mm -hmm. you know and and for for me it's really nice i give them one base price mm -hmm. and i can do anything i want nice. <laughs> i mean i'm not just going to give you everything if you right. don't need it right, right. but right. i can use my own clinical judgment as well as all my school knowledge that i've i've used and stacked up and be able to really uh yeah really go in and provide things like the Indiba machine, which is the the stem cell, you know, yeah. deep frequency healing machine. Um, I can do things like grass and dry needling, cubbing, as well as, you know, sports manual therapy work on mm -hmm. specific muscles. 
Um, but yeah, we have a whole different different protocol. Of course, we utilize uh, the traditional, mm-hmm. but we also now incorporate the non-traditional because we're not we're not stuck by oh insurance is only going to pay for this. You know, right, Bruce right. Lee says uh, always he says it the best. Uh, accept what is useful, reject what is not. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so it's all it's all about finding what works because right. results at the end is really what matters. Right. right. And, and how we execute it as a doctor really matters as well too. So, like, yeah, man, just super grateful for that. But yeah, man, feel free to contact me for any type of PT information, um, for rehab, or how to just take yourself to the next level. Really. <laughs> well, do look forward to staying in touch and. Uh, seeing what what comes up next in this the second quarter and the rest of the year hey man sky's the limit my friend you know keep hustling and working man and uh we'll have a amazing amazing garden one day watch man i I already know it's already starting to flourish you know what i mean so so i can't wait to see what what the time with consistency and discipline is really gonna flourish man because i i expect (laughs) some crazy crazy things Right. For the both of us, really. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to speak with you. Take care yes, and uh, I'll catch you on the For flip sure. side. Yes, sir. Congo way. <laughs> nice. Take care, brother.